Why do you, inside a company, why do you have this team that is, like, crushing it? Like, by every measure possible, they're just, they're killing it. And then you've got this team over here that is getting crushed. They can't do anything right. I I had an experience in just the last few days with one of the Fortune 50 companies that we consult, a, a, a team of of employees that we're working with. And I asked a couple of questions um, as we were analyzing the meeting afterward. And I want to share them with you because I think they led to some insight that perhaps this this uh, this team of leaders wasn't wasn't considering. And and I'll just start it with, with this comment. A team is a reflection of its leader, period, right? I mean, we all know that, but why do we act like we don't know that? We'll get into it. This is the Decide to Lead podcast, the podcast for those who've made the decision to lead and are looking for ways to more effectively influence others to accelerate the results they've got to deliver. I'm Russ Hill. Welcome in. This is the Decide to Lead podcast with Russ Hill. If you find value in this episode, do me a huge favor, leave a rating And if you've got more than 15 seconds, maybe you've got a whopping 35 seconds you could use right now, go ahead and type a sentence or two in a review. Just swipe up and whatever podcast app you're using, if you leave a review, that would would mean so much to me. I've done a terrible job asking people to do that over the last two years. And so we are underrepresented when it comes to reviews. I, I appreciate you doing that so much. Okay, so we know this. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying anything profound. When I say a team is a reflection of its leader, I don't think I am anyway, but yet there are so many organizations, so many entrepreneurs, so many, uh, so many executives and corporations that I think we've forgotten that. And I had a meeting recently and it was with employees. Um, so these are people that don't have anybody reporting into them. And, uh, and, and so we've got a bunch of employees on, on a, a virtual meeting and they've got, they got a lot of baggage. <laughs> they got a lot of baggage in their culture that they're, they're working their way through like a lot of organizations do. And this is a fortune 50 company. So they've got tens of thousands of employees around the globe. And, uh, and the larger the company, the more issues they tend to have, right? That makes sense. That's certainly been my experience over the last several years in, in consulting companies around, around the world. And so we're working through some of the issues and we're giving a chance to some of the employees to share, share some of the issues they're having. And this happens all the time. We do these sorts of meetings as we start working culture in this division or that division or this team or that team. And, and so the language we use is above the line, below the line. And above the line means you're focused on what you can control. You're taking accountability. You're focused on what can I do to impact the results. Below the line, you're blaming everybody else. You got every excuse imaginable. You're not focused on solutions, right? You're just, you're stuck in this blame game and you've kind of surrendered. You're thrown in the white towel because nothing can move forward. We're not going to make any progress toward the results we need to deliver until fill in the blank. He leaves, she leaves, that policy goes away, the customers um, get their minds back or, or, or realize we're so good again, or that department um, gets, gets their act together. Whatever it is, fill in the blank. We're not progressing until fill in the blank, right? That may, when, when you're in that situation, you are firmly below the line. Those things might be somewhat accurate or totally accurate, 
but you've surrendered your ability to impact the result until whatever that is outside of your control changes. And when you when you find yourself in that situation, you're no longer taking action. You're just kind of filling space. So the language we use is below the line when you're stuck blaming others. So in this particular virtual meeting, there was a lot of blaming others, a lot of below the line discussion. And what I found through the years is for a team or an individual to get above the line, to take accountability and start focusing on what they can impact and what they can control, they have to spew out, vent, get out of their system, any of this below the line blaming um, negativity, whatever you want to call it, they got to spew that and get it out. They got to vent. And they, they, have to, they have to say it in a setting to where they feel like somebody important is hearing it. My spouse, my family member, my boss, that other department, my colleagues, whomever it is, I can move forward once I've vented and gotten that out of my system, right? I mean, that's been your life experience, right? So the way I say it with our clients is you have to let someone be below the line. You have to let them share that, be heard, feel heard, and then you can start focusing on getting above the line. Problem a lot of leaders have is they just expect people to get above the line um, without giving them time or space to express a lot of that below the line behavior. Because to a lot of leaders, it feels like we're just being negative. Like well, this meeting is ju- just people blaming all this other stuff and we're not really progressing. What they don't realize is actually that conversation could be channeled in such a way to where it does help you progress. It actually is part of the forward movement process, right? So we're in this meeting and there's a lot of below the line complaining, this virtual meeting. And afterwards, I, uh, and I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm comfortable with it. And we're letting people be heard. And they're, they're, they're showing courage in saying this, saying things that they wouldn't typically say in a meeting in their culture, in their organization. So I'm sitting there thinking, um, as I'm listening to it, wow, this is good. This is okay. This is good. Yeah. They're, they're not taking accountability. They're totally externalizing every need for any kind of solution. They can't, they're not looking in the mirror. They're looking everywhere, but the mirror, but we can't get them to look in the mirror until they, they get all this out. So we go through this and then we get in a, in a, in a meeting uh, that happens uh, afterwards. This is with a, within a few days where we get with some of the leaders. And I, I asked them, I said, okay, I'm going to ask this question all the time. Okay, on, on, a, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being firmly above the line, taking complete accountability, 1 or 0 being no accountability, 5 being, yeah, there's some above the line, there's some below the line. There's, in other words, they're focusing somewhat internally, they're focusing somewhat externally. Where are they at? And most of the people on this call said, well, I feel like the participants in that meeting were at a 3, a 2. Four. I mean, like all these numbers were firmly below the line, and and just you know a lot of complaining in that meeting, a lot, lot of a lot of below the line activity, and they're blaming other people and they're saying all these sorts of things. And then I said, uh, I asked this question: Where does it come from? Where does that below the line thinking come from? Why why are we hearing it in this part of the company, on these teams, and in this organization? What do you think the answer to that is? Why is it happening? And it goes back to, I kind of gave you the answer before I gave you the test, right? Um, the, the answer is, well, those teams, that team is just reflecting their leadership. That's the culture of that part of this company. 
You blame others. You talk about, you spend all your energy and time and energy and and focus on talking about why this or that needs to change or he or she or they need to do these things differently. Focus all your energy on that. That's just the way we work. That's the way we do things. So when you hit an obstacle, just do that. Blame everybody but yourself. And there's an organization we work with in the Washington, D.C. area. I can't say their name because (laughs) everybody would know it. Um, But I I think I was on their campus in the Washington, D.C. area maybe 10 times. Went to 10 different meetings. Leadership, front line, meetings with hundreds of people, like huge um, training rooms with literally hundreds of people in them uh, to other meetings with just 10 people. I mean, I, I, I'd work with a, a lot of people in this particular part of the organization. And it finally got to the point to where I told some of the colleagues in my firm, because we work on teams, right? A team of us inside our firm work with that particular client. I finally told some of my, my uh, colleagues, I said, I can't go back. I can't do it. I'm so sorry. That culture is, I, I'm not helping. Like I've been there 10 times. And they are so stuck below the line. It's in their leadership. It's at the top, is, top uh, most senior levels. It's everywhere. It doesn't matter what you say in a meeting, and, and, and it doesn't matter who's in the room. They cannot. They're incapable of looking in the mirror, of focusing any attention on what they could be doing. There is, they are absolutely not part of the problem. No one in that organization is part of the problem. Everybody sees there's a problem. Everybody thinks that we got major aspects of our culture that need to change. It's just not me who needs to change them. It's fill in the blank. And usually, and most, you know, this isn't infrequent, but usually it's, okay, this team over here is pretty, is stuck below the line. They're, they're really having a challenge. They're, they're, they're mired in, in, in playing the blame game. But this team over here is high performing and they get it and they're above the line and they're, they're moving forward and they're taking accountability. So you, you, you get a mix. In this particular organization, there was no mix. Like everybody was stuck below the line. So I finally, I literally said, I can't, I'm, I'm done. I'm off this project, you guys. Um, good luck, Godspeed, but don't call me. Um, and I never went back. And, uh, in, in a meeting that I was having with this client recently, I was starting to think some of that. I thought, man, this, this particular part of the organization that we're working with is so firmly below the line that it is like they, they are they they are struggling with the ability to look in the mirror. So what do you do in that situation? What do you do? Well, hopefully your team's not in that place. Because if they are, it's your fault. <laughs> I mean, it that's I'm sorry, that's the reality. I mean, you've hired people like that. You've tolerated. You're saying teams reflect what their leader says. They just do. There are a few exceptions here and there, but if you demand results, they deliver results. If you give people a pass, they'll take the pass. If you blame other departments, they blame other departments. If you blame the market, they blame the market. If you blame the customer, they blame the customer. You you see what I'm saying? I've just done this far too long, you all. I've been been to way too many companies, way too many meetings all over the world. Doesn't matter the country, the state, the industry, none of that matters. That's what I know because I've spent so 
many stinking days and hours in meetings with um, organizations around the globe that I've just seen it everywhere. And so if the least, so how do you fix it? You stop blaming others. It's not the customer's fault. It's not the market's fault. It's not that department's fault. It's not fill in the blank, the, the supply chain, the whatever. Now, are there challenges in those areas? Of course there are. And so when you hear me as the leader of the team speak or in an email or on a Zoom meeting or whatever it might be, you're going to hear me acknowledge some of those challenges. You're also not going to hear me say it in a way that lets us off the hook, right? And I'm going to be sharing feedback regularly that I've been getting that helped me realize, oh, I was stuck below the line on that issue. Oh, when that policy came out, I, you know what, you all, I, I didn't see the reason for it. In fact, I thought when I got that email about that policy, I'll be honest with you, team. My first reaction was, are you kidding me? I'm saying this on a Zoom call, on a conference call, in a meeting with my direct reports. When I first got that email, I thought that. And then you know what? Then I called Sally. I called Mike. I, whatever I did. And I realized, oh, this is why they changed that policy. Totally makes sense to me now. And so I'm, I, I, I'm so grateful that I got that information. Thank you, Susie. Thank you, whomever, for helping me get that information. Or in my last meeting, you all, I couldn't understand why you guys didn't leave that meeting and go and execute on this. And then I realized from the feedback from Mike or Betsy or whomever it is, they shared some feedback with me and I appreciate their courage in helping me see that I didn't paint the picture real clearly for all of you. And so what I want to do in today's meeting is I want to help you see the why behind what I'm asking you to do. I skipped that last week and I, I shouldn't have done that. My gosh. And so I, I, I can understand why we didn't execute on this in the way that I thought we would. Okay. What I'm sharing with you is What's really important about it is I'm sending cues to you that it is okay. In fact, I do it all the time as your boss to work through the temptation to blame others. I was blaming you all for not executing after leaving that meeting last week. And then I realized it was me and the way I messaged it. See what you're teaching? I hope you're getting this. So I'm sharing examples where I was tempted to blame something else. And I realized after doing this, whatever this is, that, oh no, the problem was me. And then I fixed this and I did that. And so thank you to so-and-so for helping me see that. What I'm doing when I share that story, and I'm sharing stories like that all the time. What I'm doing is I'm creating a, I'm managing the culture. I'm creating a culture where we acknowledge that it's okay to acknowledge. It's totally safe to, to acknowledge that, yeah, I was stuck on that. I was blaming others. The other thing you're teaching people is you might be stuck on something. You're probably stuck on something. You're probably blaming somebody else. In fact, I'll even ask that question. So I'll tell that story and then I'll say, you know, maybe we'll take the first five minutes today. And is there something you guys, there's so many challenges we're facing in, in this COVID-19 2020 crazy year. So are there, maybe we'll just take five minutes at the beginning of this meeting. And are there any things that you're struggling with where you've been stuck below the line? You've been blaming other people. And, you know, we, we all, I, I just share an example of how I did it. It would be great if we could just share for five minutes, you all, just real quick. What's something maybe this last week that you found yourself stuck below the line or blaming others or whatever? 
And it, it, that may sound soft to some of you or weird, but when I'm doing that, I'm managing the culture. I'm helping people. It, 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 usually it's the people that don't speak up who are going, oh, well, I think I did that. Oh, so it doesn't really matter what people um, speak up and share. It's the fact that you're ha- you're allowing time in that meeting for people to process that. So the the team is a reflection of the leader, and I have to be careful when I'm around my team in what I say when I'm venting because I'm giving them license to get off the hook by blaming whatever I'm blaming, the market, the customer. What, whatever it is you're blaming, your people know what the go-to excuse is because they're hearing you say it. So they know when you challenge them on results, just say what Russ said. The team is the reflection of the leader. And so I'm watching that. Step one is I'm watching what I say, really managing that. I can say it to my wife or my spouse or my partner or my coworker who's my you know, kind of my peer, I can say it behind closed doors without my team in the room and vent, but I can't say it in front of my team because I'm giving them license. So number one, I'm watching what I'm saying and, and how much I'm blaming external factors rather than myself, rather than looking in the mirror. Then number two, I'm intentionally telling stories and sharing examples of people that have helped me realize that I was stuck below the line on this thing or that thing, and, or that I wasn't seeing it. I, I, I wasn't taking accountability for it. You, you, you with me? Because then they, they, the people that report into you go, oh, okay, got it. That makes sense. So a team is a reflection. So any, what, think about what challenges you're having with your team right now. Think about, okay, what are the challenges I'm having with my team? And where am I demonstrating that same thing? Where am I not making it clear? How am I not making it clear that I want Y, not X, when it comes to behavior? You tracking with me? So, so often, it's so funny, um, leaders complain about their teams and guess what the teams complain about? <laughs> the leaders. And the leaders think it's the team's fault. They could just get their act together. Man, I keep telling them the right thing to do, and they just don't do it. Can't believe they don't execute. Guess what the team's saying when the leader's not around? I keep telling the leader the right thing to do, and they, they the exact same thing. I keep telling them, and they don't do it. And so uh, we just have to take accountability, and accountability starts with us. We have to demonstrate it. So if you're in a corporation and you find yourself in a culture where it's just it's just the standard operating procedure that you blame everything else you have to make a decision that it ends with you because if you want to if you want to accelerate your growth inside that company or you want more opportunity outside that company especially as the economy starts to rebound more in the coming months and and there's going to be massive leadership changes. You all, I just am absolutely convinced that the leadership changes that are going to happen when the COVID-19 thing starts dying down, when the vaccines come out and all of that, when, when there's light at the end of the tunnel and the economy starts to come back, 
which I'm convinced it's going to be a V-shaped recovery, steep decline, but a steep incline too. And I don't know if that's going to be fourth quarter of this year. Or it's going to be first or second or third quarter of next year. I don't know when it's going to happen. Smarter minds than mine will have to answer that. But I do believe it's going to be V-shaped. And when that economy, when the money starts being released again, I think tons of leadership changes are going to happen because there are so many people that are realizing things about their organizations that they don't like right now, but they feel limited options. They feel like they don't have that many options, and so there aren't that many places to look for a job. So they're going to grin and bear it right now. But as soon as the unemployment rate starts to decline and money comes back in the marketplace, they're gone. Just trust me. I'm having plenty of conversations with clients of ours, people that I coach, mid-level managers, senior leaders that are there looking. And I've, I've shared stories of that in previous episodes in the last few weeks, right, of where I've, where I've heard that happen. And so there's going to be a massive leadership change. So if you want opportunity, either in your company or out of your company, the, the opportunities are going to come from the leaders who take accountability and are above the line in our language, the language we use at our firm partners and leadership, that the leaders who are taking accountability and don't fall into the trap in their company to blame exterior forces or other things. So don't fall into that trap. Even if your boss is doing that, sounds like that, and you can get away with it in your culture, let it stop with you. Just make a decision. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to operate that way. I'm going to focus on what I can impact, what I can control. And my team, I want my team sounding like that too. And so what are the two or three results that I've got to deliver? The key results, get clear on them, and then take accountability to go move the needle. And don't, don't, uh, don't fall into the trap of blaming other things. Your team is a reflection of you, the leader. All righty, that's what I wanted to share in this episode. Hope you're all healthy. Hope you're all doing well. If you haven't joined our private Facebook group yet, go to theculturechampions.com, theculturechampions.com. You'll see a box there, a little, uh, it'll take you to a Facebook private group. In there, I'm going live. Um, I'm sharing content. I'm posting pictures, posting video. All of that's happening in there. If you haven't joined yet, then go to theculturechampions.com and click join the group and we'll see your uh, your request come in and we will grant it and bring you into there. Hope you're all doing well. Have a great week. We'll talk to you in a couple of days.